Thanks, Irene. 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 Thanks, Irene.
Tanzania and Kenya and are responsible for bombing the USS Cole. Al-Qaeda is to terror what the Mafia is to crime. But its goal is not making money. Its goal is remaking the world and imposing its radical beliefs on people everywhere. The terrorists practice a fringe form of Islamic extremism that has been rejected by Muslim scholars and the vast majority of Muslim clerics, a fringe movement that perverts the peaceful teaching of Islam. The terrorist directive commands them to kill Christians and Jews, to kill all Americans, and make no distinctions among military and civilians, including women and children. accept this and we will not allow it our unity our union is the serious work of leaders and citizens and every generation and this is my solemn pledge I will work to build a single nation of justice and opportunity surprise attacks, but never before on thousands of civilians. All of this was brought upon us in a single day, and night fell on a different world, a world where freedom itself is under attack.
terrorist directive commands them to kill Christians and Jews. Fortune 
so much to be grateful for. It will end in a way and at an hour of our choosing. directive commands them to kill Christians and Jews, to kill all Americans, and make no distinctions among military and civilians. Evidence we have gathered all points to a collection of loosely affiliated terrorist organizations known as Al-Qaeda, including women and children. They are some of the murderers indicted for bombing American embassies in Tanzania and Kenya and are responsible for bombing the USS Cole. The terrorist directive commands them to kill Christians and Jews, to kill all Americans, and make no distinctions among military and civilians. Al-Qaeda is to terror, with the Mafia is to crime. I will work to build a single nation of justice and opportunity. I know this was in our reach because we are guided by a power larger than ourselves who creates us equal in his image. And we are confident in principles that unite and lead us onward. It is not only repressing its own people, it is threatening people everywhere by sponsoring and sheltering and supplying terrorists by aiding and abetting murder, the Taliban regime is committing murder. But its goal is not making money. Its goal is remaking the world and imposing its radical beliefs on people everywhere. And I love you. They're the names of passengers who defied their murderers. And we have seen our national character in eloquent acts. We are not spared from suffering. Our purpose as a nation is firm. Yet our wounds as a people are recent and unhealed and prevented the murder of others on the ground of sacrifice. Inside the World Trade Center, one man who could have saved himself stayed until the end at the side of his quadriplegic friend beloved priest died giving the last rites to a firefighter. Two office workers finding a disabled stranger carried her down 68 floors. To... In every generation, the world has produced enemies of human freedom. They have attacked America. Say, including because we are freedom's and home. children. And a group of men drove through the night from Dallas to Washington. This group and its leader 
person named Osama bin Laden are linked to many other organizations in different countries. America has never been united by blood or birth or soil. We are bound by ideals that move beyond our background. Extremism movement of Uzbekistan that has been rejected by Muslim scholars. There are and the vast majority of Muslim clerics. A fringe movement that perverts the peaceful teaching of Islam. Lift us above our interests and teach us what it means to be citizens. Every child must be taught these principles. Every citizen must uphold them. And every immigrant, by embracing these ideals, makes our country more, not less, American. Today, thousands of these Today terrorists we in more than 60 countries. They are recruited from their own nations and neighborhoods and brought to camps in places like Afghanistan where they are trained in the tactics of terror and character. America at its best matches a commitment to principle with a concern for civility. A civil society demands from each of us goodwill and respect, fair dealing, and forgiveness. Some seem to believe that our politics can afford to be petty. And tonight, the United States of America makes the following demands on the Taliban. Because in a time of peace, the stakes of our debates appear small. But the stakes for America are never small. If our country does not lead the cause of freedom, it will not be led. If we do not turn the hearts of children toward knowledge and character, we will lose their gifts and undermine their idealism. You said we're headed to war in Iraq. I don't know why you say that. I hope we're not headed to war in Iraq. I'm the person who gets to decide, not you. If we permit our economy to drift and decline, the vulnerable will suffer most. We must live up to the calling we share. Civility is not a tactic or a sentiment. It is the determined choice of trust over cynicism, of community over chaos. And this commitment, if we keep it, is a way to shared accomplishment. America at its best is also courageous. Our national courage has been clear in times of depression and war, when defeating common dangers defined our common good. Now we must choose if the example of our fathers and mothers will inspire us or condemn us. We must show courage in a time of blessing by confronting problems instead of passing them on to future generations. Together we will reclaim America's schools before ignorance and apathy claim more young lives. We will reform. The terrorist directive commands them to kill Christians and Jews, to kill all Americans, and make no distinctions among military and civilians, including women and children. This group and its leader, a person named Osama bin Laden, are linked to many other organizations in different countries, including the Egyptian Islamic Jihad, has plotted the Islamic to develop anthrax in Uzbekistan and nuclear weapons for over a decade. 
This is a regime that has already used poison gas to murder thousands of its own citizens. These terrorists in more than 60 countries. They are recruited from their own nations, leaving the bodies of mothers huddled over their dead children. The high privilege and the distinct honor of presenting to you the President of the United States. You said we're headed for war. I don't know why you said that. I hope we're not headed for war. I'm the first to go to the side, not you. They're sent back to the home of the Central Hiding Country. of our governments and others have traveled the world, seeking to find a basis for peace talks. Since last September, they have carried the offer that I made public at San Antonio. And that offer was this, that the United States would stop its bombardment of North Vietnam when that would lead promptly to productive discussions. discoveries and the designs of atomic bombs. The secret is also known by the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union has informed us that over recent years it has devoted extensive resources to atomic weapons. During this period, the Soviet Union has exploded a series of atomic devices, including at least one involving thermal would advocate sending our ground forces into continental China, and such was never given a thought 
The new situation did urgently demand a drastic revision of strategic planning if our political aim was to defeat this new enemy as we had defeated the old. If at one time the United States possessed what might have been called a monopoly of atomic power, that monopoly ceased to exist several years ago. Therefore, although our earlier start has permitted us to accumulate what is today a great quantitative advantage, the atomic realities of today comprehend two facts of even greater significance. I'm telling us the facts. Frankly and definitely, there is danger ahead. Danger against which we must prepare. But we well know that we cannot escape danger or the fear of danger by crawling into bed and pulling the covers over our heads. Some nations of Europe were bound by solemn non-intervention pacts with Germany. Other nations were assured by Germany that they need never fear invasion. Non-intervention or not. The fact remains that they were attacked, overrun, thrown into modern slavery at an hour's notice, or even without any notice at all. There are some who uh, feel like that, you know, the conditions are such that they can attack us there. My answer is bring them on. source of power except the sovereign people is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. You said we're headed to war in Iraq. I don't know why you say that. I hope we're not headed to war in Iraq. I'm the person who gets to decide, not you. And that we would assume that North Vietnam would not take military advantage of our restraint. Hanoi denounced this offer both privately and publicly. Even while the search for peace was going on, North Vietnam rushed their preparations for a savage assault on the people, the government, and the allies of South Vietnam. The knowledge now possessed by several nations, will eventually be shared by others, possibly all of them. Second, even a vast superiority in numbers of weapons 
any consequent capability of devastating retaliation. As an exiled leader of one of these nations said to me the other day, the notice was a minus quantity. It was given to my government two hours after German troops had poured into my country in a hundred places. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. In this vote harvesting time, they use terms like the Great Society, or as we were told a few days ago by the President, we must accept a greater government activity in the affairs of the people. The full power of centralized government. This was the very thing the Founding Fathers sought to minimize. They knew that governments don't control things, a government can't control the economy without controlling people. And they know when a government sets out to do that, it must use force and coercion to achieve its purpose. They also knew those founding fathers that outside of its legitimate functions, government does nothing as well or as economically as the private sector of the economy. No nation in history has ever survived the tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. Symbolizing an end, as well as a beginning, signifying renewal, as well as change. For I have sworn before you and Almighty God the same solemn oath our forebears prescribed nearly a century and three quarters ago. The world is very different now. A man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and all forms of human life. Their attack during the Ted holidays failed to achieve its principal objective. It did not collapse the elected government of South Vietnam, or shatter its army as the communists had hoped. You're working hard to put food on your family. You're working hard to put food on your family. It did not produce a general uprising among the people of the cities as they had predicted. The communists were unable to maintain control of any of the more than 30 cities that they attacked. And they took very heavy casualties. But they did compel the South Vietnamese and their allies to move certain forces from the countryside into the cities. Americans have many questions tonight. Americans are asking, who attacked our country? The evidence we have gathered all points to a collection of loosely affiliated terrorist organizations known as Al-Qaeda. You said we're headed to war in Iraq. I don't know why you say that. I hope we're not headed to war in Iraq. I'm the person who gets to decide, not you. Momentum of our economy and reward the effort and enterprise of working Americans. Tonight, no such report is needed. We will build our defenses beyond challenge, lest weakness invite challenge. We will confront weapons of mass destruction so that a new century is spared new horrors. The enemies of liberty in our country should make no mistake.
America remains engaged in the world by history and by choice. I have just left your fighting sons in Korea. They have met all tests there, and I can report to you without reservation. They are splendid in every way. before the Office of Independent Counsel and Grand Jury. I answered their questions truthfully. Four score and seven years ago. Because the President feels there is no value in this kind of character debate. Our balance of power that favors freedom. We will defend our allies and our interests. We will show purpose without arrogance. We will meet aggression and bad faith with resolve and strength. And to all nations, we will speak for the values that gave our nation birth. After all, we are currently its largest source of humanitarian aid but we condemn the Taliban regime. Some who uh, feel like that you know, the conditions are such that they can attack us there. My answer is bring them on. To the task of collecting vital intelligence and terrorist threats and our weapons of mass production. Doing a fine job before Release all foreign nationals. She's doing what? I mean, she the, the role of the national security advisor is to not only provide good advice to the president, which she does on a regular basis. I value her judgment and her intelligence. Uh, but uh, her job is also to deal in her agency and to help uh, unstick things that may get stuck. 
best way to put it. She's an unsticker. And uh, is she listening? Okay, well, she's doing a fine job. Join together political parties in both houses of Congress. It is evident in services of prayer and candlelight visuals and American flags, which are displayed in pride and wave in defiance. Our unity is a kinship of grief and a steadfast resolve to prevail against our enemies. And this unity against terror is now extending across the world. America is a nation full of good fortune with so much to be grateful for. But we are not spared from suffering. The Taliban must act and act immediately. They will hand over the terrorists or they will share in their fate. I also want to speak tonight directly to Muslims throughout the world. And so in my state of the my state of the union or state my speech to the nation, whatever you want to call it, speech to the nation. I asked Americans to give 4,000 years, 4,000 hours over the next, or the rest of your life, of service to America. That's what I asked. I said, 4,000 hours. We respect your faith. It's practiced freely by many millions of Americans and by millions more in countries that America counts as friends. Its teachings are good and peaceful. And those who commit evil in the name of Allah blaspheme the name of Allah. Is no preventive of itself against the fearful material damage and toll of human lives that would be inflicted by surprise aggression. The free world, at least dimly aware of these facts, has naturally embarked on a large program of warning and defense systems. That program will be accelerated and expanded. But let no one think that the expenditure of vast sums for weapons and systems of defense can guarantee absolute safety for the cities and citizens of any nation. The awful arithmetic of the atomic bomb does not permit of any such easy solution. Even against the most powerful defense and aggressive in possession of the effective minimum number of, of atomic bombs for a surprise attack could probably place a sufficient number of his bombs on the chosen targets to cause hideous damage. Should such an atomic attack be launched against the United States, our reactions would be swift and resolute. The terrorists. And so, in my state of the... My state of the union, or state, my speech to the, the nations are traitors to their own faith, trying in effect to hijack Islam itself. The enemy of America is not our many Muslim friends. It is not our many Arab friends. Our enemy is a radical network of terrorists and every government that supports them.
Britain's last ever radio extravaganza. Exactly. Instead, we're hearing the march of war. The peace phrase of the day is that pieces of peace proper will return in one week's time. Radio Extravaganza will go away in one hour's time. For more information, you may visit counterfolk.com slash lastever. Americans to give 4,000 years, 4,000 hours over the next, or the rest of your life, of service to America. That's what I asked. I said, 4,000 hours. There are some who uh, feel like that, you know, the conditions are such that they can attack us there. My answer is bring them on. I want to remind you all that I, in, in, order, in order to fight and win the war, uh, it, it requires a expenditure of money. Uh, uh, that is uh, commiserate with uh, keeping a promise to our troops to make sure that they're well-paid, well-trained, well-equipped. She's doing a fine job of coordinating interagency. She's doing what her, I mean, it's in the, the, the role of the National Security Advisor is to not only provide good advice to the President, which she does on a regular basis. I value her judgment and her intelligence. Uh, but uh, her job is also to 
deal interagency and to help unstick things that may get stuck. That's the best way to put it. She's an unsticker. And uh, she listening? Okay, well, she's doing a fine job. You're working hard to put food on your family. The law signed today directs new funds and new focus to the task of collecting vital intelligence on terrorist threats and on weapons of mass production. See, without the tax relief package, there would have been a deficit, but there wouldn't have been the the kick to our economy that occurred as a result of the tax relief. You said we're headed to war in Iraq. I don't know why you say that. I hope we're not headed to war in Iraq. I'm the person who gets to decide, not you. Conspiracy theories abound in uh, American politics. I don't think we need to be subliminable about the differences between our views on prescription drugs. I was sitting outside uh, the, the classroom waiting to go in, and I saw an airplane hit the tower. You know, the TV was obviously on, and I, I used to fly myself, and I said, there's one terrible pilot. Good afternoon. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes. These carefully targeted actions are designed to attack the Islamic faith. This military action is a part of our campaign against diplomacy, intelligence, freedom. I'm speaking to you today from the White House, a place where American presidents have become outlaws and murderers themselves. The United States of America sponsors the outlaws and killers of innocents, and we are the friends of those who aid terrorists. More than two weeks ago, I gave Taliban leaders a series of new recruits, caves, hiding places, and evil plans. To all the men and women in our military, so far from home, the name of today's military operation is Enduring Fear. By destroying camps and disrupting communications, we will make it more difficult for the starving and suffering men and women and children of Afghanistan. The battle is now joined on many fronts. Peace and freedom will fail. May God continue to bless terrorists. This is a precious gift, what America is all about. Thank you. conscience. We know that deep, persistent poverty is unworthy of our nation's promise. And whatever our views of its cause, and yet our government continues to spend 17 million dollars a day more than the government takes in. For three decades, we've sought to solve the problems of unemployment through government planning. And the more the plans fail, the more the planners plan. Well, now, if government planning and welfare had the answer 
and they've had almost 30 years of it. Shouldn't we expect government to read the score to us once in a while? Shouldn't they be telling us about the decline each year in the number of people needing help? The reduction in the need for public housing? But the reverse is true. Each year the need grows greater. The program grows greater. We were told four years ago that 17 million people went to bed hungry each night. Well, that was probably true. They were all on a diet. There are some of the murderers indicted for bombing American embassies in Tanzania and Kenya and responsible for bombing the USS Cole. Al-Qaeda is to terror, but the mafia is to crime. But its goal is not making money. Its goal is remaking the world and imposing its radical beliefs on people everywhere. The terrorists practice a fringe form of Islamic extremism that has Tonight been rejected by Muslim scholars. Because I chose to speak from the chamber of the Texas House of Representatives. Tonight I chose to speak from the chamber of the Texas House of Representatives. Because it has been a home to bipartisan cooperation. Here in a place where Democrats have the majority, Republicans and Democrats have worked together to do what is right for the people we represent. We've had spirited disagreements, and in the end, we found constructive consensus. It is an experience I will always carry with me, an example I will always follow. I want to thank my friend House Speaker Pete Laney, a Democrat, who introduced me today. I want to thank the legislators from both political parties with whom I've worked. Across the hall in our Texas Capitol is the State Senate. And I cannot help but think of our mutual friend, the former Democrat Lieutenant Governor Bob Bullock. His love for Texas and his ability to work in a bipartisan way continue to be a model for all of us. The spirit of cooperation I have seen in this hall is what is needed in Washington, D.C. It is the challenge of our moment. After a difficult election, we must put politics behind us and work together to make the promise of America available for every one of our citizens. I'm optimistic that we can change the tone in Washington, D.C. I believe things happen for a reason. And I hope the long wait of the last five weeks will heighten a desire to move beyond the bitterness and partisanship of the recent past. Our nation must rise above and house the world. Americans share hopes and goals and values far more important than the political experience. The public is not the best for our nation. So do Democrats. Are those members? It is not only repressing its own people, it is threatening people everywhere by sponsoring and sheltering and supplying terrorists and deliverance. By aiding and abetting murder, the Taliban regime is committing murder. And tonight, the United States of America makes the following demands on the Taliban. Deliver to United States authorities all the leaders of Al-Qaeda who hide in your land. Together we will save the 
Saddam Hussein alive. He was found near a farmhouse outside the city of Britain. A swift raid. And now the former dictator of Iraq will face the justice he denied to millions. The capture of this man was crucial to the rise of free Iraq. It marks the end of the road for him. For all who bullied and killed in his name. For the Baathist holdouts, largely responsible for the current violence, there will be no return to the corrupt power and privilege they once held. For the vast majority of Iraqi citizens who wish to live as free men and women, this event brings further assurance that the torture chambers and the secret police are going through. And this afternoon, I have a message for the Iraqi people. Not have to fear the rule of Saddam Hussein ever again. All Iraqis who take the side of freedom have taken the winning side. Close immediately and permanently every terrorist training camp in Afghanistan and hand over every terrorist and every person in their support structure to appropriate authorities. Sovereignty for your country, dignity for your great culture, and for every Iraqi citizen, the opportunity for a better life. In the history of Iraq, a dark and painful era is over. Every Iraqi citizen, the opportunity for a better life. But now we're told that 9.3 million families in this country are poverty-stricken on the basis of earning less than $3,000 a year. Welfare spending 10 times greater than it was in the dark depths of the Depression. We're spending $45 billion on welfare. Now do a little arithmetic and you'll find that if we divided the $45 billion up equally among those 9 million poor families, we'd be able to give each family $4,600 a year. And this added to their present income should eliminate poverty.
They caused widespread disruption and suffering. Their attacks and the battles that followed made refugees of half a million human beings. The communists may renew their attack any day. They are, it appears, trying to make 1968 the year of decision in South Vietnam. The year that brings, if not final victory or defeat, Folk.com/slash/last-ever. To 
hear this program again that's happening right now, you might visit that webpage at counterfolk.com slash last ever. I really appreciate hearing from the people who are hearing. Or you can write an essay and email it to ken at counterfolk.com. Keep listening to Ken's Last of the Radio Extravaganza, created live right now while you're listening. Improvised. Is it alive, Daddy? I think it is alive. Ken's Last of the Radio Extravaganza. I can't wait. You have to say something. Send email. Ken at counterfolk.com. Eventually you might call. See what happens that way. Picked up a signal from an 80s walkie-talkie. The shirt's turned off? It's off. Funny, it's warm. Just like a real ham.
When the district took the EQA, they got back a list from the state of where they fit with other districts in the goal. They had to write their long-range plan in order to change their curriculum to have their children achieve the minimum positive attitude. Well, how did they do that? What did they change? The state said, we'll help you. And they brought in technical assistance, either in person or in what were called resources for improvement packets that the state made available to the district. Those packets included lists of what were called validated programs. Those are programs from all over the country that had been tested by the federal government and had been proven to change the behaviors and attitudes of children in a specific subgroup. All um, white male children with two parents who make less than $20,000 a year. All black female children in a single parent family who make more than $50,000 a year. They could divide the children up into what were called targeted subgroups based on your race, on gender, on ability level, on education of the parents, on socioeconomic status. And the programs were tested and then declared validated, meaning that they were proven to work to change the behaviors and attitudes of children in that subgroup. And that's what has been happening in Pennsylvania education since the 1960s. If we don't have a football team At least we never have to write a theme No okay. classes, no professors, no tuition I someone in the park is looking for this ball the oh, Barney, hello kids I found this ball on the street Does it belong to any of you? Yes, it's mine Here you go Thanks for getting my ball out of the street You're welcome, Jackson Helping people is all a part of being a police officer I see police officers directing traffic by my school every day. Do you ever do that? Yes, I do. That's how we help cars and people use the street safely. One, I got lost in a crowd of people, and a police officer helped me find my mom. You can always count on a police officer whenever you need help. 
can turn the world on with her smile. Who can take a nothing day? Suddenly faces all seem worthwhile. Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement you show. State-of-the-art animatronics enhanced with bio-organic grafting, old tendons, nerve bundles from a live building. because they were not matches at all, according to us. We didn't even bother going down that road. Whoa. The names were vastly different. We're finding out, going county to county, that at least 15%, at least 15% of the people removed from the voter rolls were innocent of any crime. That's 8,000 voters. Half of them are black. 93% of all black voters in Florida voted Al Gore. When you do the arithmetic, there's... There's the art animatronics enhanced with bioorganic grafting, full tendons, nerve bundles from a live. Catherine Harris, who's in charge of the entire voter purge hey, project. Max! She's Blame also the, the uh, co chair of the George W. Bush for President campaign in Florida. So. Clayton Roberts, the director of. What do you do? The ancient Jews used Hebrews in numerical numerical. Eh? Each letter's a number. Like the Hebrew A, Aleph, it's one. B, Bet. Two. Understand? But look at this. The numbers are interrelated. Like, take the Hebrew word for father. Av, Aleph, Bet. One, two, three. All right? Hebrew word for mother, aim, Aleph, Mem. One, 40, 41. Some of three and 41. 44. All right? Then, Hebrew word for child. Great mother, father, and child. Yellow. It's 10, 30, 4. Four is just a long string of numbers. I can say that it's a code sent to us from God. That's just good stuff. Check this out, okay? The word for the Garden of Eden for them. When you vote for a president. Right. We have knowledge. Right. In the knowledge. Right. You'll 
The state of Florida would not spend a hundred thousand dollars in voter education, but the state of Florida spent four million dollars identifying felons. Then a county election supervisor was found another flaw. Ex-offenders from other states who had their voting rights restored were also purged. My rights were taken from me. My rights were stripped. Unlike other people, when I came from New York City, I came from New York City, I had rights to vote. But when I went to vote one day, in the closet to vote, I was told that I couldn't vote. I said, what do you mean I can't vote? He said, because you're a felon. I said, I know you're a felon. I haven't been to Hartford. Well, felons in this state can't vote. They mentioned they wrote a note to Catherine Harris's office saying, well, you're not supposed to purge these people, are you? They got back at them. From Jeb Bush's office saying, if there's someone from another state who comes into Florida with their civil rights but may have had a record, they have to ask Jeb Bush for permission to vote. Pull down on my levers for the person of your choice. You're also choosing state electors. You will have the final voice of your choice. You're also choosing state electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college. State electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college. Electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college. State electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college. Electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college. State electors. You will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college in electors who will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college electors who will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college electors who will have the final voice. They're talking the electoral college and they'll need to stipulate the voters have selected to be the winner in each state. That position has been rejected by the state Supreme Court, by a federal court, it was clearly illegal for them to insist that people have to go through the process if they came from another state in which their rights were automatically restored. Over 2,800 ex-felons who had moved to Florida and whose voting rights had been restored were illegally purged from the voter rolls. Our curriculum has been moving away from academics and into minimum positive attitudes. And she went down to the school and she said, I, I want to see the test. And they said, no. And she said, see, I'm the mommy. I'm allowed to see the test. And they said, no, you're not. It's a secure test. Nobody's allowed to see it. Big fine. You can see it. The show is about I'm people really glad and things and ideas all coming into contact. Yeah. Thank you. What? Here you go, Jackson. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you remember to never run into the street. It's best to ask a grown-up for help. Okay, I'll remember. Well, I'd better be going. I need to patrol the rest of the park. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll see you later, Officer Phillips. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
the power to override the bureaucracy if they want to. And that's where you get involved, because the legislative level, you ignore the bureaucracy and focus on the elected people. That's... 99% prison vote Democratic. So they knew exactly who they were removing from the voter list. There was no guesswork here. You had a Republican governor whose brother was running as a Republican for President of the United States, deciding how many of these potential Democratic votes were going to be cast. In January 2001, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights held hearings in Florida on voting irregularities. The commission heard testimony from George Bruder, project manager. On the day the joint session of both the House of Representatives and the Senate was to certify the election results, Al Gore, in his dual role as outgoing vice president and president of the Senate, presided over the event that would officially anoint George W. Bush as the new president. If any congressman wanted to raise an objection, the rules insisted that he or she had to have the signed support of just one senator. Mr. President, and I take great pride in calling you that, um, I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct, deliberate fraud, and an attempt the chair to the remind members that under Section 18, of Title III, United States Code, no debate is allowed in the joint session. Thank you, Mr. President. To answer your question, Mr. President, the objection is in writing, signed by a number of members of the House of Representatives, but not by a member of the Senate. Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. Uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate? Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. Thanks again for listening. This has been Ken's Last of the Radio Extravaganza. Thanks again for listening. This has been Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Counterfolk.com slash last ever. Ken at counterfolk.com. And it all burns down. And this one is The Wizard of War. That last one was Children's Television Vote Shop. continues.
send me a note, post a comment on the playlist, or send me email can at lastever.org, or those other addresses that that other me might be mentioning. It all gets here. I hope you've gotten here. Disagree. Jerry Falwell, the preacher, he, he went along with uh, the action in Iraq. So he's a preacher. So we ought to we ought to think about that. And uh, that's about all I have to say. Uh. 
Rumsfeld stated at the beginning of his speech and later affirmed that um, the president, shortly after the crash of the Pentagon, authorized the use of force to shut, shoot down airliners containing uh, American citizens. He did not directly say that the crash in Pennsylvania was caused by that, but I will point out that a lot of taxpayer money is being spent to give hush money to, uh, to uh, families of the victims. And um, a lot of families are struggling financially, trying to get answers from the government. These are not just academic exercises. We're not analyzing the media on Mars or in the 18th century or something like that. Uh, we're uh, dealing with real human beings who are suffering and dying and being tortured and starving uh, because of policies that we are involved in. We as citizens of democratic societies are directly involved in and are responsible for. And what the media are doing is ensuring that we do not act on our responsibilities and that the interests of power are served, not the needs of the suffering people and not even the needs of the American people who would be horrified if they uh, realized the blood that's dripping from their hands because of uh, the way they're uh, allowing themselves to be deluded and manipulated by the system.
afternoon. Um, I've been watching the hearing, um, and I'm very disappointed at some of the questions that are being asked. I want to know who gave the Bin Laden family uh, the okay to fly out of here. I want to know who set that up. I also want to know why Condoleezza Rice don't want to show up for the uh, public hearing. And I want to know what happened to NORAD, the North American the, the Aviation um, Department, because the uh, planes um, hit the towers and they were an hour late getting up there to see what was going on. And I also remember the golfer, uh, Payne Stewart, when his plane veered off course, they were up there in 20 minutes. Something is really wrong, and we the people are not dumb, and we the people can see that the Bush administration is doing a whitewash. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Questioning the existence of meaning. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza, which has no meaning, airs every Tuesday night from 6 until 7 p.m. Ken's last ever radio extravaganza can be heard if you missed it. Again and again, all the different programs from the last 10 years can be listened to on the internet at counterfolk.com slash last ever. If you don't have a computer, then simply send email to ken at counterfolk.com for more information about listening to counterfolk.com slash last ever. People should be more informed. The thing that counts is the fact that over two years ago, Mr. Wolfowitz and the rest of them put out a book saying that they were going to attack Iraq. And as soon as they got the political power, that's just what they did. They're not interested in patriotism. They're interested in the mighty dollar. They're there because Iraq has oil, and right now they're pocketing that money as fast as they can. And 600 American boys are giving their lives for their greed. Thanks for listening to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. the Wizard of War. And now... It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. With interest rates and inflation down, more people are buying new homes, and our new families can have confidence in the future. America today is prouder and stronger and better. Why would we want to return to where we were less than four short years ago?
this one is the great communicator. Hours and hours of presidents. Hours and hours of war. For example, I I happen to believe, <coughs> believe that the court ruled wrongly with <coughs> with regard to prayer in schools. For example, the First Amendment it doesn't say anything about uh, uh, that. The First Amendment says the Congress shall do nothing to abridge the the practice of religion or to create a religion. And uh, and yet we're still a country where it says in God we trust on our coins and over the uh, doors of the of the Supreme Court. Uh, wasn't this a case maybe of of the court going beyond what the Constitution actually uh, says. Mr. President, you exemplify what we had in mind in seeking a return to reason in our country. It is my privilege to present you with our Man of the Year award. It is my privilege to present you with our Man of the Year award. hard work and risk-taking by forcing this government to live within its means. Over the years, we've let negative economic forces run out of control. We've stalled the judgment day, but we no longer have that luxury. We're out of time. And to you, my fellow citizens, let us join in a new determination to rebuild the foundation of our society, to work together, to act responsibly. Let us do so with the most profound respect for that which must be preserved, as well as with sensitive understanding and compassion for those who must be protected. We can leave our children with an unrepayable massive debt and a shattered economy. of our men and women in uniform, I recall our trip to South Korea. I was so proud to hear, not grumbling or I want to go home, but the spirit with which they carried out their duties there.
try to keep track of them. But federal grants are like rabbits. They multiply like crazy, and when they're out, you can't catch them. Those doing all the criticizing had their chance. In the four years before we got to Washington, they had it all. They had the whole enchilada. They controlled the presidency, the United States Senate, the House of Representatives, all the committees of Congress and the executive branch and hundreds of agencies and departments. They virtually had a free hand. And all they could think to do with that free hand was stick it in your pocket. realizing that Marxist socialism can provide rhetoric, but it doesn't put food on the table. Fundamental American values have been under attack for too long. These young Americans sent a message to terrorists everywhere. from you if you are really sure that Hinckley is insane. I'll tell you, the only comment I can make to that is that the court of justice uh, had his way. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. More than a decade ago, a Supreme Court decision literally wiped off the books of 50 states, statutes protecting the rights of unborn children. And it's about time we stand up and say enough is enough. Abortion on demand now takes the lives of up to one and a half million unborn children a year. One of the heads of state in the recent summit was speaking about someone of that philosophy in his own country and said, they talk li left, but live right. A message you can run, but you can't hide. Peace is not the absence of conflict. The slowness in getting the Superfund into action on a number of sites has contributed to that perception and the fact that you've been quoted in the past is talking about environmental extremism. Well, there is environmental extremism. Uh, I don't think they'll be happy until the White House looks like a bird's nest. ahead and I don't believe the American people are frightened by what lies ahead. All of you are among the most skilled legislators that I have I have ever known. And uh, George, I believe that 
very firmly that you're the best vice president in our history. These are the kind of elements of a national health insurance important to the American people. Governor Reagan, again, typically is against such a proposal. Governor, there you go again. is back, standing tall, looking to the 80s with courage, confidence, and hope. When our administration assumed office in January of 1981, I decided that the general framework for our Middle East policy should follow the broad guidelines laid down by my predecessors. Let me read the solemn oath taken by each of these employees. I am not participating in any strike against the government of the United States or any agency thereof. It is for this reason that I must tell those who fail to report for duty this morning. They are in violation of the law. And if they do not report for work within 48 hours, they have forfeited their and will be terminated. The victory at the polls leaves us with a tremendous responsibility to do the things that we've talked about for so long. I think I've learned in the last five months how important it is that we as Republicans continue to work together as a team to accomplish our objective. We can start by letting our children have the right to call on a little help from God at the beginning of their school day. I question the abandonment of compulsory courses. I challenge in my mind that the average person entering high school, for example, is not qualified to determine what courses uh, they would choose to take. Uh, they're not going to get the exposure they should get to all the other choices that are out there. I can recall uh, a science class, and uh, it didn't appeal to me at all, but I was forced to take it. And at the end of the year, it hadn't appealed to me at all. In the days ahead, you're going to be submerged with demagoguery about the 83 budget, which just was sent up to the Hill to Congress today. Demagoguery. Uh, with a jury and a, and a judge, and they found that verdict, uh, uh, and so. We, we stay with it, and, uh, and I, 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 I just don't feel that I can comment on that. It's just was sent up to the Hill to Congress today.
city all my political life. But I don't know if I ever quite communicated what I saw when I said it. But in my mind, it was a tall, proud city built on rocks stronger than oceans, windswept, God-blessed, and teeming with people of all kinds living in harmony and peace. We have strong circumstantial evidence linking the perpetrators of this latest atrocity to others that have occurred against us in the recent past. Thanks to your help in keeping the heat on at the state and local level, we've succeeded in getting our budget cuts through Congress. We have canceled 73 million copies of federal publications. After we undertook our welfare reforms in California, I received a letter from a woman with several children who had been on aid to dependent children. She wrote that she had become so dependent on the welfare check that she even turned down offers of marriage. She just could not give up that security. I will send Vice President Bush to Geneva to present to the 40-nation Conference on Disarmament a bold American initiative for a comprehensive worldwide ban on chemical weapons. Mr. President, if you could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? This is the first time in our history that this ceremony has been held, as you've been told, on this west front of the Capitol. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow. Ladies and gentlemen, I plan to speak to you tonight to report on the State of the Union. But the events of earlier today have led me to change those plans. Thousands of prayer meetings are being held on this day. 
Mr. President, if you could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? Let me answer it this way. We have tried to negotiate, we have tried to talk and to relate on a bilateral basis with the Nicaraguan government, the Sandinista government. The only thing, that, the objection that we have to them is demagoguery. The, the principles of wealth creation transcend time, people and place. Those doing all the criticizing had their chance. In the four years before we got to Washington, they had it all. They had the whole enchilada. They controlled the presidency, the United States Senate, the House of Representatives, all the committees of Congress and the executive branch and hundreds of agencies and departments. They virtually had a free hand and all they could think to do with that free hand was stick it in your pocket. The principles of wealth creation transcend time, people, and place. We begin to reward hard work and risk-taking by forcing this government to live within its means. Or we can leave them liberty in a land where every individual has the opportunity to be whatever God intended us to be. We preserved as well as with sensitive understanding and compassion. Mr. President, if you could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? Or we can leave them liberty. Let me read the solemn oath taken by each of these employees. I am not participating in any strike against the government of the United States or any agency thereof. It is for this reason that I must tell those who fail to report for duty this morning. They are in violation of the law. And if they do not report for work within 48 hours, they have forfeited their and will be terminated. principles of wealth creation transcend time, people, and place. Governments would deliberately subvert them by denouncing God, smothering faith, destroying freedom, and confiscating wealth. As soon as I get home to California, I plan to lean back, kick up my feet, and take a long nap. I'll come to think of it, things won't be all that different after all. Mr. President. Mr. President, if you could...
could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? That one thing would be the total elimination of nuclear weapons. A neutron warhead is a defensive weapon designed to offset the great superiority that the Soviet Union has on the Western Front against the NATO nations. Mr. President, if you could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? That one thing would be the total elimination of nuclear weapons. designed to offset the great superiority that the Soviet Union has on the Western Front against the NATO nations. You also have to remember that those who are crying the loudest, the Soviet Union, and many of those who under the name of pacifism in Western Europe, who are opposing things like this, are really carrying the propaganda ball for the Soviet Union. neutron warhead it has been and still is ken's last ever radio extravaganza you're listening to ken's last ever radio extravaganza it is being created live right now it will continue being created for a couple more minutes it will not be created again in this form but if you need to hear it again you can listen to this and almost all past editions of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza on the internet the address is counterfolk.com slash last ever you can listen to the shows that you've missed These past programs are also available on CD. For more information about Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza, you can email ken at counterfolk.com. Please send your reactions. That is very important to the continuation of Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza, a live, improvised sound experiment. Since 1994... Thanks for listening to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. We, we will never give in to terrorists. We will never pay ransom for hostages. Oh no, not us. Keep in mind, he could have had all those hostages back for a cool million. But what does he do? He gives the Ayatollah of all people 30 million, and in exchange, he doesn't get the hostages back. Not all of them. What a genius. What a deal. What a guy. 
Don't you wish you had him on your side? You know, the other day I was on a campus, a college up in Ohio, and I was taking some questions from the students, and one of them said to me, what do you want the American people to remember most about your presidency? Well, I hope they won't have to be remembering soon, but, <laughs> but I, I was taken aback. It's the kind of question you don't often hear, and you're a little surprised you haven't thought about it. And then I said that I just felt if they remember that I gave the government back to the people. See you next week at Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Details of the schedule, lasthour.org, but certainly back on Give the Drummer Radio, Monday, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Archive will be up in 10 minutes. Bye.
nothing like the saint you are Your love is like a razor My heart is just a score Oh, Magdalena Nothing like a saint you are oh, Magdalena No, no, no No, no, no No, no, no No, no, no Oh, you. 